in this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, I get to do something which I have to admit feels incredibly naughty. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth and I'm doing something I haven't done for a very long time almost to the point where I'm not sure if I can even remember how to do this and I don't mean make an episode of Gareth Jones on speed I've been doing that right the way through lockdown via the gift of Skype and Zoom but the thing that I'm doing today is driving a car I have left my home in Stoke Newington North East London for the first time since February, I think, I'm on my way to Wales to make a television programme. And because it's for S Pedwara Ek, S4C, the channel for Wales, S stands for Channel, the Welsh word for channel, Pedwar is the Welsh word for four, and C for Cymru, the Welsh word for Wales, Channel for Wales. Because I'm making a programme for S Pedwarek, I am a key worker, because it's a public service broadcaster. So I have just been given key worker status, which means I am allowed to drive. I can do essential travel. Not only have I not left Stoke Newington since January, February, yeah, I don't think I've driven since January, and I uh, hope I can remember how to do it, because I've got a fine car for this journey, because I thought I'd take the opportunity of a journey to Wales to... Now keep left. Yeah, I'm now keeping left, to make a programme for you, to go and review a car and find out what it's like to drive in what I deem the new normal which is this, the post-apocalyptic universe that we live in now. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but when you live in London, you get used to the idea that driving from northeast London to west London can take anything up to two and a half hours. If you want to do it quickly, you do it at four o'clock in the morning. If you do it even at 11 o'clock at night, you will hit traffic. There will be traffic jams on the A40 or the M40 that traverses London, you know, the Euston Road, the Marleybone Road. But today, because of the limitations on travel, there are fewer people out and about on the road. So I'm now in Acton. It's taken me an hour and 15 minutes to get here from Stoke Newton, including a stop off on the way to pick up some cat food in my local, well, not so local, veterinarian store. So this feels weird. Not simply the fact that I'm driving a car. That itself is weird. It feels naughty. I don't know if you've had a similar experience if you've been working from home or you've been furloughed or maybe you're an essential worker and you have been travelling. But this whole idea of being out in the universe is, and I say the universe, because my universe has been my house, and less than two miles away from my home when I go out for a ride on my bike, I haven't seen 
a public highway or other people driving in cars for a very long time. And if this is the new normal, then there are elements of it I quite like. I quite like the idea of being able to traverse London without stop, start, stop, start every 30 seconds, if you're lucky. You know, I've rolled and rolled and rolled. I've noticed that the traffic has picked up a little bit. There are a few more cars on the road right now than there were in central London as we edge towards the M4 at the moment. But it's rolling in a way you would not expect for rush hour in London under normal circumstances. So I think I've probably painted that picture for you. And the car that I'm driving to Wales in, I do like going to Wales, I often find an excuse to go to Wales, but always valid. I'm either going there to work or I'm going to see friends and family or just going there to review a car I'll or left. combination. Really? You want me to go to Ealing? Okay. This is the voice of my car telling me which way to go. I've only just been delivered this car. It arrived about an hour before I left. And it isn't, in fact, the car that I thought I was going to make this journey in. I'll tell you the whole story. I'm going to Wales to make a television programme about astronomy and space, a Welsh language programme. So the focus isn't simply on space, it's on the Welsh part of space. And believe it or not, yes, we do have a Welsh part of space. I won't complicate things by telling you all about that right now because that's not really the subject of... For the next two miles, keep straight on this road. Okay, uh, that's not really the subject of Gareth Jones on speed. But needless to say, one of the stories that we're telling in this programme is about William Robert Grove, a Welsh lawyer and scientist who in 1839, and I'm sure you've heard me say this on the programme before, came up with the idea of what he called the Grove Cell. He'd invented what came to be known as the hydrogen fuel cell. He noticed that electrolysis in reverse can give you electricity and water. Electrolysis, as you know, is the process of separating electrons in water or acid by adding an electric current and out of the other side you get electroplating and hydrogen and oxygen being produced from the water. You reverse that and you get the process of combining hydrogen and oxygen to create electricity and water. And that's a great way of producing electricity for not only a lightweight way of producing electricity for the Apollo space program, which used that technology extensively. But these days, hydrogen fuel cell cars, which you know I'm a big fan of and I've covered extensively on this program previously. And there are three people manufacturing hydrogen fuel cell cars at the moment. One of them is River Simple in Mid Wales. The other is Toyota, who are making a second generation version of their Mirai now. And the other one is Hyundai, who are now onto their second generation, well, actually probably their third generation hydrogen fuel cell car, the Nexo. 
And as you know, I've driven the hydrogen fuel cell version of the iX35 fairly extensively. I took it to Somerset. I drove around the M25, setting a new record for the distance traveled in a period of time by a hydrogen fuel cell car. And test drove it around West London. And so my plan was to drive from London to Wales in a hydrogen fuel cell car and demonstrate the technology and say how this Welsh invention was then applied to put humans on the moon. So there you go, there's the Welsh connection for the moon. Without the hydrogen fuel cell, the Apollo program would have had to find another way of producing electricity and water for the astronauts on their three-day mission to the moon or thereabouts. But because they had the hydrogen fuel cell, they were able to do it in relative comfort. Well, they had electricity to keep them alive and keep their communication system going and water for them to drink. However, that plan was thwarted. Not by the availability of the car or the willingness of Hyundai to loan me that car to drive to Wales in. No, they had a car ready to go. And I would very much like to have driven the Nexo, because I haven't yet. It was thwarted because of the lockdown. Most of the hydrogen refilling stations on my route between London and Wales were closed. And despite the fact that the Nexo has a range of something around 400 miles if you're light on the gas and I can say gas because it's hydrogen fueled <laughs> and so unfortunately I couldn't do that journey in a hydrogen fuel cell car so that plan was thwarted I could have probably made it to Wales but wouldn't have got all the way back uh, unfortunately there were no fuel stations open in Wales that could have helped me which is not the normal because there are fuel stations in and around Swansea I believe which is where we're filming because that was where William Robert Grove was from originally so blast and drat and damn however having had this conversation with Hyundai and them being very willing to supply the car they said oh that's a shame but never mind if you're going to Wales would you like a car anyway to drive in I said, yeah Fantastic, yeah, if I can't do it in a hydrogen fuel cell car, I can do it in a car and produce an episode of Gareth Jones on Speed anyway. He said, right, okay, what have we got? Would you like the i30N Fastback? I said, yes, because I haven't driven the i30N Fastback. I've driven the hatchback, but not the Fastback. So that was all booked. However, this morning, before the journey started, I got a phone call. Ah, Gareth, slight complication. The fastback isn't available. We can give you a hatchback. <gasps> I thought, oh no, I've driven that car before. I can't make another episode of Gareth Jones on Speed again about the same car that I've driven previously. Or could I? And Robin at Hyundai said, well, it is a slightly different version of the car. It has been evolved slightly since he drove it previously. There's been some work on the suspension, new suspension settings, and a few other tweaks to the car anyway. And I thought, okay, cool, that's enough. Because it seems like ages, it's two years 
since I drove this car last. And so that was a good excuse to revisit this car. Plus, when everything else is different, it would be nice to have a control, a scientific control, something that was pretty much more or less the same as it was previously. Then I can understand the change. This is the new normal at the moment, where the traffic is lighter on the road. There are different cars on the road, I've noticed as well. I have seen innumerable Teslas on the road because they're the most visible electric cars around at the moment. You see a Tesla, you know it's an electric car. You look at lots of other electric cars available, you, well, lots of other cars that might well be electric at the moment. You don't know if they're electric or not because they share body shells with the internal combustion engine version. For instance, the Hyundai that we drove to Scotland in, that has the same body shell, whether it's petrol or internal combustion. And of course, there are electric versions of the Golf now, of the Kia Nero, and little Peugeots now, in fact, that share the body shell with the internal combustion engine car. So the only way you can tell is that an electric car is definitely is if it's got the word Tesla written on it. And I've seen, I think, one Model X, two Model S's, and about three or four Model 3's. And the Model 3, uh, it's, it's not the best looking of all the Teslas, is it? The Model 3, it looks a bit gawky, it looks a bit sort of goofy, almost like a duck, a cartoon drawing of a duck, slightly, and it's quite colour dependent. If you're thinking of buying a Tesla Model 3, don't get a white one. It looks very weird. It looks better in that sort of gunmetal grey that they do, or red or black. Yeah, those colours are a lot, lot better, and it's all to do with that grillless front. Now leave the roundabout. The fact that it doesn't need a grill that gives it a mile, keep left. definition at the front, you know. So, I'm driving the i30N, which is a tremendous car, as you know. This is a real sports car, a Q car, as we used to say. Do we still say that? Do we still say Q cars? I think I remember when car a quarter mile, keep left onto M4 towards the west. I think I remember reading that term for the very first time, the Q car, in Car Magazine way back 30 years ago. Maybe I'm showing my age by using that term again, a Q car. Because the i30N is a kick-ass car, isn't it? I mean, it's up there with high-performance Golf left. GTI. As you know, it's quite a hard suspension. It's got a 275 PS four-cylinder turbo engine. Uh, it's got plenty of oomph, front-wheel drive, limited slip diff, lots of electronic intervention, several driving modes. Straight on this road. This is a car that you might want to go to Wales in. Now, remember that the laws in Wales are different to the laws in England and Scotland and Northern Ireland, thanks to devolution. 
a lot of the bylaws, if you like, have been devolved to the governments of the home nations. So when I get to Wales, lockdown conditions there are still a lot more extreme than they are in England. So I'm anticipating that the roads there will be quite clear. And so having a proper little sports car means I can have lots of fun there, which would be good. I'm driving this car in eco mode, by the way, which seems like the sensible thing to do. If you're driving through a city at less than 40 miles per hour, there's absolutely no point driving in a highly strung sports or end sport mode. Um, it's taken me a little while to adapt to this car. Maybe it's just because I haven't driven for months, four or five months. But I have actually stalled the car twice. But I think that was just me rather than anything about the car. Got to treat this car with a soft left foot, a gradual slip of the clutch. I'm now onto the M4 at Heathrow, about eight miles from Heathrow, and the speed limit has suddenly gone from 40 miles per hour to 70 miles per hour. I'm still in eco mode. Let's come out of eco mode. Let's go to sport mode. And oh, there we are, 70 miles per hour. <laughs> That was effortless, wasn't it? Didn't even feel like, what, three seconds to get to the national limit? I'm gonna have to adapt to the new normal. So yeah, welcome back to Gareth Jones on speed. Literally speeding, because already this car has inched above the national speed limit and I've got my foot on the clutch and I'm waiting for aerodynamic drag to bring me back down to 70 miles per hour. There we are, 70 miles per hour now. So I don't want to break any laws, of course. And if I do get stopped by the police, I have got a document in my bag which says I'm a key worker, so I'm allowed to be making this journey. I do feel slightly nervous about that, I have to admit. But I haven't got a document in my bag which says I can speed. I don't think you can get one of those, can you? Unless you're a police officer. But yeah, here we go. The new normal, which is in some ways a return to the older universe where I could just get in a car and drive easily to Wales to make an episode of Gareth Jones on speed. But it feels like a treat. And I'm privileged to be able to do this. And I'm thrilled that you're along for the ride. <laughs> already I'm down to 50 miles per hour there are speed restrictions so yeah I'm gonna let this car slow down to 50 miles per hour and you can still enjoy the ride with me even at 50 I'll tell you more about the car when I've experienced it a bit more Wow that was weird I just pulled over in Reading services on the M4 for a wee and a coffee and it's the first time I've been into a service station since the lockdown I don't know if you've done any traveling if you've experienced this at all but service stations are like a ghost town there were very very few cars in the car park 
and any cars that were parked there were socially distant from each other you know people were parking two or three spaces apart from each other probably because they can you don't get that luxury normally but on this occasion you know people were choosing to do that and then when you go into the services there is fencing that will guide you to separate you from the flow of people coming out and the people going in and when you go into the men's toilets every other urinal has got a bin bag over it so people when they stand at urinals are the required two meters away from each other I can't help but think there must be a more elegant way of doing it than putting a black bin bag over the urinal that looks pretty scrappy really and if this is the new normal I don't think the new normal should look scrappy it should look more like the interior of the Crew Dragon spacecraft compared to the Apollo spacecraft have you seen inside the Crew Dragon spacecraft all very minimalist and elegant with three giant touchscreens rather than banks and banks of switches very elegant and I know we're in a transition period at the moment where we're trying to accommodate the new regulations given what we have normally but I can't help but think there must be a slightly sweeter way of doing it than bin bags bin bags look pretty trashy kind of scary kind of post-apocalyptic also something else I didn't realize because I haven't done this journey to South Wales from London for a very long time but there is a 50 mile per hour speed limit on the M4 all the way from West London to Reading. Once you get to Reading, it opens up. And, you know, we go up to 70 miles per hour. And as soon as I hit 70, I saw a police car parked in the sort of police car lay-by. You know, they have those little police car points by the side of the motorway and despite the fact that the motorway is almost completely clear bar two guys driving a black Audi who keep overtaking me then slowing down and then swapping drivers in the hard shoulder then getting in the car and overtaking me again Audi drivers, hey, what's the matter with them? despite the fact that the motorway is so very, very clear the temptation to drive quickly immediately eradicated by a police presence not that I do speed of course the program is called Gareth Jones on speed but of course I adhere to speed limit and regulations but there's also that other tension particularly as I'm close to Bristol today and as you know Bristol was a bit of a hot spot just the other day with the Black Lives Matter demonstration in town so I would imagine that police are kind of tense at the moment so you don't want to give the police any cause to cross paths with you whatsoever because they're going to be a little jumpy aren't they but hey I'm not here to cause trouble I'm just enjoying the liberty of the open road and appreciating it in a way that I don't normally you know we take it for granted this ability to get in a car and drive across the country and that isn't something I've done as I've said on this program for four or five months so I'm reveling in it I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying this car 
and part of me was a little nervous about driving this car not because I haven't driven for so long but for two reasons I put my back out the other day I've been exercising a little bit doing some cycling up to the local Finsbury Park to ride around to try and stay fit but I am aware that I'm not doing anything like the kind of activity that I normally do I usually swim a hundred lengths twice a week and that keeps my weight down and it keeps my muscles reasonably toned for a man approaching 60 years old okay I'm approaching my 59th birthday soon but you know 60s on the horizon so you have to work really hard at staying toned because when you reach a certain age muscle atrophy is something that just happens naturally so you have to put in extra effort to stay trim and clearly I haven't been putting in enough effort because I did a little bit of gardening the other day just laid some turf we were gifted some turf and parts of my back garden needed some new grass on the lawn so I laid these pieces of turf and I think I probably overworked the muscle in my back that I haven't used particularly well so I popped the muscle uh, so bad was this that I got to a point where I was sitting down and comfortable and every time I had to get up or move or twist pangs of sheer pain and the i30N is quite a tautly sprung car being a bit of a performance car and I was nervous that I would feel every bounce and tweak in the car with my stiff back but actually it's taken me no time at all to find a comfortable seating position there are electric seats so I can tweak them subtly you know a little tweak of the button on the bolster and uh, or on the seat part that you sit on is that called the bolster the seat I don't know I can tweak the, the rake of the back and the angle of the bit that I sit on and I found a really comfortable position and they are proper sports seats so I am really nicely comfortably supported in the lower back one of the reasons I took a break was not just to have a wee but just to stretch my legs and exercise my back so it doesn't get stiff because I'm filming for two days and I want to look supple I want to be able to move comfortably on camera I don't want to move like a man in his 60s I want to move like that television presenter that you normally see on television so I'm grateful I'm thankful as people say these days for a car that is comfortable despite its tautness and yeah this car's doing a good job at the moment very happy with that and I'm looking forward to a bit of driving around Wales because some of the locations that we're filming in Wales are in rural Wales I've got to go from Cardiff, Cardiff in English to Abertawe Swansea in English then I'm off up to Powys up to rural Wales and that drive up to Powys from South Wales puts me on some really good roads so I've got just the car for those roads I've got the right car for this journey isn't that good <laughs> oh it's great to be out on the open road again it really is and I look forward to the day when you can do it too because it's a wonderful world without sounding too hippie about it it is a beautiful world out here especially Wales and I'm very lucky that I'm allowed into Wales not because I'm a Welshman but because I'm working there 
and I look forward to the day when Wales opens its borders again to leisure traffic so you can come and enjoy this place hey and I would imagine that as we have a two-week quarantine lockdown for anyone leaving the United Kingdom at the moment that if you are going to go on holiday this summer that you will do it in the UK and hopefully you will be allowed to do it in Wales and if you are allowed to do it in Wales do it safely but come and enjoy this beautiful beautiful rural landscape that we have there that's my bit for the Wales Tourist Board over well this is Gareth Jones on speed essentially an extension of Wales Tourist Board My hen lad van hat ayon anuli mi Plad beirda chantorion en wakion ofri Eikurol revelwyr glad garwyr trama Dros rafid gotla sant ei waid I'm in. I have crossed the border and they've let me into Wales. There was no checkpoint but I'm very pleased to say I'm here. I was a little nervous about being allowed in because I know how stringent things are here. But you know what? There are some very strange road signs here in Wales. Not the fact that they're written in Wales. That's not weird at all. It's what they're saying. The first one was, stay local, keep Wales safe, protect the NHS. And I'm thinking, hmm, I'm living in London doesn't mean I'm local but at the point at which I saw that sign I was actually passing in half a mile leave the major road to the left thank you do they mean this exit let me try this one at that point I was passing Munith Isluin which is the part of South Wales where not only was my grandfather but my father born as well virtually Blackwood where Manic Street preachers come from so I thought that's pretty local that's allowed and then there was another one which said Gruch the major road at the next exit and then leave the roundabout at the second exit okay and it's Gruch and Arav drive slowly to protect the environment I've never seen that one before these are all these LED signs and then the weirdest one of them all was a sign that said Devnoviuch said plant use a child seat really I'm a bit big for a child seat. There really should be a qualifier to that. Use car seats for children. It's like that advert that you see on TV which says, always keep away from children when they're talking about cleaning fluids and things like that. Always keep away from children. What do they mean? Always? Adults, do we have to keep away from children? Leave it the second exit, not the first one, not to Roth towards the city centre. All right, right. I have to go. I have to concentrate. Because I'm, leave the roundabout. As you can hear, I'm almost at my destination. And actually, I know this part of Cardiff. I used to stay with friends here when I was working on Club Clebran Chatter Club. one mile, keep straight on this road. A programme which taught people Welsh. So hopefully that'll all come flooding back and I can I can present my programme in Welsh. Gotta go. Good morning. Hello again. It's, um, what the heck day is it today? It's Wednesday. And I find myself, the day after a day's filming, 
in Cardiff and Swansea and Llanelli yesterday, hurrying my way from Cardiff up to Powys, Mid Wales, in my i30M, my i30M, in the i30M, which quite frankly is the right car for this job. I'm on the A470, which is a road you may or may not know that has some sweeping fast sections and some very slow sections as you go through towns, obviously. But there are huge cleaving swathes of this road which slice through the Black Mountains in South Wales and it's often used by road testers. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of the local police, they're fairly aware of the fact that people come to Wales to test cars these days and ask us to try and behave a little more socially on the road. But when you're confronted with a road as clear as this during lockdown, in a car with 275 PS and sport mode, it would be rude not to exercise that car's ability to thrust gamefully through the Welsh countryside, which is what I'm doing at the moment. I just passed Sean, who is the director and producer on this shoot that I'm working on, and he was rolling gently along in his Volvo XC60 and uh, I saw him so I thought okay I'll pass him and I'll pop on ahead and I'll do a bit of spirited driving for a little while which will give me a little time to perhaps stop and do some photographs for the programme of the car before we arrive at the Space Guard Centre which is an observatory in Knighton Powys where we're filming today. But this car is... <laughs> Who doesn't love a hot hatch? I bet at some point in your life you've had a hot hatch or there's been a hot hatch that you've desired. Well, it might not be on your radar, the i30M, but you might want to add it to your radar because it is a phenomenally desirable hot hatch and a cue car like I've said before you know it doesn't shout ultra sport but it does have some real sporting agility the suspension is taut there's not a great deal of travel but that doesn't mean it's uncomfortable it doesn't mean it thumps and bumps they've done some tweaking to the bump stops on this car between the version Leave the roundabout at the fourth exit. Oh, good! A roundabout! I have to be careful. It's slightly damp underfoot today. The sun is shining, but it hasn't quite melted away a small shower that we had earlier on. So I will have to be careful. I see this traffic now, so I can't go that quick. But this car does have the ability, thanks to this incredible level of grip and I don't think it's a heavy car I need to check the figures I'll do that for you but I don't think it's a particularly heavy car this leave at the fourth exit okay I will and uh, as I was saying they've done some work to the bump stops on this car and I don't know if my memory of the original car now leave the roundabout here we go for the next two miles I feel that slight lift off there road. I don't know if you, you've heard that, but 
does tend to pick up a wheel and doesn't cope with rebound. Not it copes with it, but you get that sense of rebound where it picks up and the ESP cuts in to stop the wheel from over spinning when it's not in contact with the ground. But there were a couple of roundabouts in Cardiff when it was very clear when I left very early this morning. Now, as you exit, there's a bit of a hump, and as I came over that hump at, you know, a progressive pace, the car picked up that front wheel and skipped over a little bit. And I kind of like that. I mean, it's immensely predictable. It's a very stable car, but you get the sense that it's jumping around a little bit. It's picking up and popping off, and it makes it very amusing. Do you remember when the Lotus Elan came out? I'm not talking about the original S1 or the S2. I'm talking about the M. 100 which was a uh, 1980s 90s Elan and it was described as the first pocket supercar it was capable of a 150 mile per hour this car's not far off that does that make it a supercar hatch a super hatch rather than a hot hatch when the Elan came out journalists journalists didn't particularly adore the car they said it was fantastic but they didn't adore it because it was so capable there was something about the agility and the capability of the car here we go roundabout oh lovely slightly drifty there very good for the next good. five miles keep straight on this road the car was so good that it made it a bit boring it meant that it would just do whatever you asked without drama. Well, the drama's perhaps the wrong word. This car will do everything you ask and more, but it does remind you, this version, that you are going at quite a pace. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel at the limit, but you get the sense that it's trying to tell you something. It's very communicative. And I think that is a tremendous thing because what you don't want a car that goes stick 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 oh i'm in a hedge you want a car that goes stick 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 oh i'm starting to drift a tiny bit be careful what you're doing the suspension's oh and we're out the corner now that's a usable device isn't it and i guess that's a sort of a hyundai trademark across the board it's usable isn't it a hyundai is a usable car in some ways it's an appliance. People who buy Hyundai's aren't necessarily looking for a driver's car, are they? They're looking for something that just works and it's good value. And that's what this does. It's good value, £29,000. And my gosh, it works. Actually, I just realised just how fast I was going. So maybe that explains some of the communicative qualities of this car, that you're going so quickly but it says you might want to slow down a little bit now because you are going really very very fast um does it pop and crackle it's got a match revs option i was cycling through the options of the car yesterday actually looking for the trip reset as i always seem to be in cars these days largely Hyundai's. I always think there should be a slightly easier trip reset than you can find in a lot of cars these days. 
and one of the things I found was that rev match limiter thing where when you change down it matches the revs I just went from fifth to sixth there did it match revs what happens if I go the other way yeah it's still on it's immensely tunable this car I haven't spent any time really exploring that again usability it works straight out of the box you can hear the road noise can't you you can hear we're on smooth road hot road asphalt sorry hot rolled asphalt I should say asphalt I should say got to pronounce these things correctly haven't you yeah we've got a lot of grip it's a very rigid car I noticed when I opened up the boot yesterday that there is a bar a huge bracing bar across the boot making the car rigid absolutely rigid in the rear and I haven't looked under the bonnet who does these days eh there's a thing isn't it when was the last time you opened the bonnet of your car and had a look if you've got a car that's less than five years old right I wonder but I bet there's a brace across the bonnet as well making this thing even more rigid Roadworks slowing down. Yeah, this car's a joy. It's very light. The gearbox is light and short. The steering is light, but not overly light. And neither is it overly heavy. Often, when you get a car with sport mode, you engage sport mode, and it firms up just a bit too much. This firms up, but it's usable. That's the word I keep using usable let me have a look at the settings while we're sitting in traffic here for a moment at the lights let's have a look vehicle settings drive mode drive mode change alert detail alert change the drive mode is shown by an image of the vehicle and a detailed description or you can have a simple alert a change the drive mode is indicated by a message on top of the screen or turn it off well when you do select the different drive modes you get an image of the car a sort of a outline see-through image of the car appears on the in-car entertainment system screen and if you're in eco mode that outline is green if you're in normal mode that outline is blue if you're in sport mode it's red of course red for sport in Wales of course and also Manchester and Liverpool and no doubt a few other towns as well Nottingham Ooh. I displayed what little knowledge I actually have, but I actually have a little knowledge about football there. <laughs> okay, I've got a complaint about this car. Dear Hyundai, why is it whenever I get in the car and I start my navigation, the default setting is north up on the navigation? And I like it heading up. I don't know if you like that you like have the navigation point in the direction that you're going so you know if you want to turn left you turn left on the screen it's, it's left not down or up see what I mean or even upside down if you're heading south and every time I start my journey it defaults to the heading being the direction of north up and I have to reset it I don't know if there's something in the settings somewhere that will allow me to permanently change that. There's a thing on the screen, if I press that, 
it gives me the various options. There you go, there's one on the screen. But will that now, I've adopted it on the screen rather than in the settings, will that default to north up or stay on north up? I hope it does. I really hope it does. Yeah, this is no good. I took the advantage of being able to drive quickly while I could because we've got a tough days filming today and I thought if I've got a car which will allow me to go very very quickly when I can I will get there in time because there is bound to be some form of delay on the road it's Wales we're in rural country you know there is going to be farm traffic there are going to be farmers moving vehicles around at a slow pace carrying loads and they need to be able to do that so you know when you're driving across rails you have to factor in that there are other road users too and they need to go at the pace they can so when you can go quick go quick that's my theory but also drive with a great deal of consideration for other drivers at all times there that's my warm friendly Radio 4 voice, or Radio 2, and now on Radio 2, a Hyundai being driven in normal mode. Then the other mode that you press is N, or N Sport, N, let's see, what does it do? Electronic stability control will be off in custom mode. Hold flag button for three seconds to continue. And the other thing I forgot about this car is I think I know the last one I had, which was the i30N Performance, that had, I'm just cycling through the system here, let's go to normal mode, oh, eco mode for now, why not, we're going ever so slowly, they're resurfacing part of the road here. This car has a launch control, well, the i30N Performance had a launch control. I'm not sure if this is the i30N Performance's version or just the i30N. I've got a bit of paper with all the spec on it, but the printout I got of it is so small, I can't glance at it and read it. So when I get to my destination today and I finish my day's filming, I'll have a read through that and just find out exactly which version of this car I've got. But you know what? Even if this isn't the i30N performance, you know, the fastest of the fastest of the i30s, then it's still blisteringly quick. It feels light. I don't know, that's a, a function of having 275 PS, or the car is actually light, or it's a combination of both, the best of both worlds, you know. You can change the laws of physics add lightness but um, this this is enough you can even argue that this is more than enough this car right we're through the roadworks now but I'm now in a, a row of traffic so I'm not going to be able to go quickly around corners and show you how amazing this car is on this part of the journey but there we go yeah like I said I got the right car for this journey, I think. Really did. Although, there's something I did notice of the several fuel stations I've stopped at on the M4 during this journey. I've noticed plenty of electric car charging points, 
which is something which is only really starting to catch on in Wales at the moment. Loads of Ecotricity charging points, rows of Tesla charging points, but also at one of the places I stopped to get a coffee yesterday, I noticed a different row of charging points. I'm not certain, forgive me, of the name of the company providing the service, but I did notice that they charged that a sign saying 150, which is three times at least the rate of charge you get from an ecotricity charging point. So, you know, longer journeys in electric cars are starting. Here we go, a nice 90 degree corner, and now turn left. Yes, all the other cars are going straight on. So, hurrah, here we go. Yeah, electric cars are. For the next two miles, keep straight on this road. Okay, for the, you know, um, electric cars are starting to become a lot more of a practical option in Wales at the moment. But I have to say, there's very little like the joy of a thrumming four cylinder turbo, 16 valve, highly tuned turbocharged engine and some front-wheel drive for the narrow B roads of mid-Wales. Yes, yeah, when, you know, rallying, I've said this before, rallying is more popular in Wales than any other motorsport. No wonder, because we all fancy ourselves as rally drivers because of the nature of the roads that we've got here in Wales. You know, driving anywhere on a B road in Wales is like driving a rally stage, isn't it? And so your classic rally car, your four-cylinder turbo, arguably four-wheel drive. Oh, imagine a four-wheel drive version of this. Oh, I just did for the first time. Oh, imagine that. That would be amazing. But yeah, I don't know if you can buy a four-wheel drive performance Hyundai hatch at the moment. They're all front-wheel drive and cope with it really well. Old, uh, what's his name, Alfred Beerman. I'm going to call him Alfred Beer Monster. Oh, is it Albert Beerman? Albert Beer Monster. I'm going to call him the Beer Monster. Why not? Uh, the guy who's in charge of engineering at Hyundai's performance division. He used to be at BMW, as you know, at the M division. He knows his stuff and he's clearly applied what he knows to this sprightly little car. And yeah, a big fan of Big Al's work. <laughs> but yesterday, slightly sad news, I heard that Wales Rally GB for 2020 has been cancelled. Oh, yeah, well, you know, coronavirus and all that. But the fact that it was due in, was it October or November? is not a very healthy long-term prediction for the new normal, is it? Where events even months ahead. In half a mile, turn left. Are cancelled, yeah. Not good. Now, come on, Mr. Volkswagen Charan in front. Please go straight on where I have to turn left because I want to do some more sprightly. In a quarter mile, turn left onto A470 towards Bilth Wells. I want to do some more sprightly driving. He's not indicating left. That's good. Here we go. Ah, 
That's a good solid tick, isn't it? Tick tock, tick tock. Now turn left. Hooray, he's going right. Go on, mister. Thank you. For the next four miles, keep straight on this road. Oh, and there's traffic ahead as well. What a shame. I thought I might get a bit of sporting fun. 20 mile per hour limit, okay? Well, I will do 19 miles per hour. Hey, such is this. This is what driving is like these days. You have to allow people around you. Wow, 20 miles per hour feels immensely slow. <laughs> it probably is. There you go. <laughs> Driving quietly and slowly in a car. We're heading towards uh, San Valer Amiast. Easy for me to say. 30 miles per hour. Oh, I can increase my speed by 50%. Boom, there it is. In the time it took to say boom, I went from 20 to 30. <coughs> Some pollen in the air today. <coughs> National speed limit applies, but we have a narrow road and a Y registration Fiat Punto in front. Is that the Punto Grande? Gosh, that's a car I haven't thought about for a while. Okay, we got white line brakes. And off we go. And I'm still in normal mode. I mean, engage. Oh no, that was, oh, now I was in normal mode, now I'm in small mode. Right, what have we got? Picking them off now, ahead I can see a Vauxhall Corsa. It is an extraordinary thing driving through Wales, you get closed off woodland, you get great forests, you get great leaping roads that scythe through valleys and vales and cleavages. It's a wonderful thing, this country, and a great place if you like to drive. Because public transport in Wales isn't as good as it is in major population centres, so having a car is essential here. And if you want to be able to get anywhere light at night at all, you have to be able to drive. But other modes are available, of course. There are bicycles and there are motorbikes. But a car in a place that can be a bit cold and wet. Right, have at the Corsa. Good, right, back on track to driving this car as Mr. Beerman intended. And a sign saying, speed cameras. So immediately I'll slow down. And now on Gareth Jones on Speed, a short interlude. In the distance, a car making its way through Powys, a truck. And when that passes, listen to the quiet of Wales. Sheep in the distance. I'm standing next to a pond. Lots of 
waterfowl. Crows chucking away and climbing up onto the ridge on my right hand side. Only just hear it. A Land Rover Discovery towing a trailer up a steep track. A sheep farmer going to tend his sheep. I love Wales. Here's another sound for you. You know how cars have a signature tune these days when they boot? Well, listen to this. This is the one in the i30. Did you hear that? Accompanied by the sound of my seat moving forward. Da 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 da. Nice. Another fantastic day's filming for Gwilio Aser and View, watching the stars live. And we finished shooting, like I said, in Powys. And I made a decision. I don't know if you ever remember an article or a questionnaire, perhaps, that appeared in, I think, Car Magazine a few years ago. And one of the questions it asked was when was the last time that you got up early just to go driving and by that I mean you know not going somewhere but just went out for a drive because you like driving and it preyed on my mind that for a, a long time I thought yeah I am a very keen driver do I ever go out just for a driver do I always combine it with going somewhere well as you know, being allowed out to drive at the moment is a real privilege, a real treat. So I thought I'd seize the opportunity. And there are a number of ways back from Powys in Mid Wales to where I live in North London. And a number of routes you can take. Some are wiggly and longer. Some are very wiggly and short. And some are very straight. And we'll get you there quicker. If a mile, leave the roundabout at the second exit. Did you hear that, that blip down? I'm driving now in N mode. N mode is the super sports mode of this car, which adds some good noise artificially, albeit, but that was real, that was the engine blipping in between gear changes. Oh, lights on the roundabout, I have to stop here. And a phone buzzing across my microphone. Because it's a manual car, I'm using a Lavalier microphone, a personal mic pinned to my chest instead of holding the recorder. So if the audio quality on this isn't as rich and round as it is normally, that's because I'm not using the tremendous mics on my little Zoom recorder. But um, this car... seven miles, keep right. Just left that roundabout with some alacrity and style 
it's a car that loves roundabouts all the best cars love roundabouts don't they so as i was saying what i did i took the wiggliest route which took me through is kidderminster in warwickshire it took me sort of that a quarter mile keep right on to a 446 towards coles hill it took me that way so immediately out of wales and into the marches you know the disputed territories between england and wales and i had some tremendous driving there right. and i thought yeah now's the chance to put it in end mode and yeah i'm really glad i did really glad i did because it becomes even more energetic this car you know it's pretty ready to play when you're in sport mode but you put it in end mode and you go oh yeah i just touched the throttle and now i'm really traveling so this car really wants you to drive so if you're a driver and you're thinking of a hatchback that's going to be satisfying i really can recommend this it is a proper driver's car it's got the performance in terms of acceleration and braking to match its stickability the way that it hangs on round roundabouts and just wants to play this car wants to play so i took the journey straight out of wales from powys to birmingham uh, to call in and socially distantly see my pal vince who lives in a house with a big garden with lots of garden furniture so we were able to set up a quick half hour catch up there and I told him which car I was in Vince is interesting in cars as you know he's been to Le Mans with us and has featured on the programme a couple of times and Vince remembered that I came to see him in one of these cars the i30N performance last time he's got a good memory and yeah, it brought me back to what I was thinking about the car as to whether this is the performance edition. So I double checked, and yes, it is. This is the newest version of the i30N performance. One of my last roundabouts here. I'm going to enjoy this last bit before I have to get back onto boring old motorway to drive down to London. Yeah, lovely. Vince, you remember that? Yeah, and it made me double-check the spec. I said I would double-check the spec on the car. Oh, good, I seem to have missed the roundabout exit I needed, which means I've got to go down to the bottom here, turn round on a roundabout, and come back up again. Good, I get another few minutes with this car on interesting roads. How wonderful. That's a good thing, isn't it? You've got a car that when you think, oh, I've got to go a little bit further... That's a bit wigglier. Oh, great. <laughs> so I checked a couple of things. And yeah, they've adjusted the damper rate. They've changed the spring rates at the front and the bump stops. And there are a couple of other tweaks as well. But whatever the tweaks are, they are... I'm driving around a very tight, fast roundabout at the moment. Now leave the roundabout. That, that's just magic what this car can do. Shouldn't be able to do that with it being this tall, should it? But yeah, this is adjusted, adapted 
is it improved? Well, you know what? I don't remember anything being wrong with this car in the first place. So any change that they've made can only be very subtle refinement. I mean, it's a fantastic car. I don't think it's too hard, but it is a very hard car when you want it to be, you know, a hard ride. There were some really wiggly roads which it dealt with with a plot. So, yeah, this is the new end, isn't it? Which brings me finally back to something I commented when I first drove an N-series Hyundai. That everything about it was right. The cars had fantastic ability, technology, executed really well. But it needed an identity. And the identity they chose, N, stands for Nürburgring, where the car is refined and fettled for performance. You know, if it's quick around the Nürburgring, everyone who reads Evo is going to buy it. You know what I mean? Keep straight on this road. So, N is what they chose. BMW have got M, of course, and Volkswagen have got Golf GTI R, and Ford have got RS and ST. So you've got to have something for your performance brand. But the trouble with N, for me, it suggests normal. What version is it? Oh, it's the N. Oh, yeah, but the normal. Uh, yeah, We all know that isn't what it means. It's going to take them a long time to impress on people that the N stands for very fast Hyundai. But not normal. But there you go. It's brought us right back to where I started. The new normal. Here I am driving in the new normal where the roads are empty. Seeing a friend socially distant. That's the new normal. And this is the new version of the i30N, the i30 normal. So this car is in fact the new normal. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed. Privileged to be allowed out to drive around and I hope you've enjoyed hearing that after such a long time of perhaps not being able to drive yourself. If you are out there driving, it's because you're a key worker. And so, respect to you. I hope you're staying healthy and safe. And I'll see you for the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. See ya. get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Incidentally, my astronomy programme, Gwilior Ser and View, watching the stars live, can be seen on S4C at 9.30 on the evening of Friday, the 19th of June, 2020. It's also available to watch on S4C's on-demand service. Go to s4c.com forward slash click C-L-I-C and Cymru is spelled C-Y-M 
R-U. So that's S4C dot Cymru, C-Y-M-R-U forward slash click, C-L-I-C. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Speed!